Hi, this is Kylian from Rest Reflections. Welcome to At Work, our fortnightly podcast on all things inequality, injustice and oppression at work. And as always, I would like to invite you to get in touch with your questions, your queries, your dilemmas concerning issues of inequality, injustice and oppression in your workplace. Perhaps you have some experience that you would like us to reflect on, perhaps even think about possible solution, resolution, or just muse and reflect on together. Please get in touch by email using at work at restreflections.co.uk. And so we are here. I have been away for about a month because we have started to diversify some of the voices, the content, the nature of the podcast. And so we will be featuring guest speakers, I'm hoping every six to eight weeks or so. So this is for those of you who might be getting really tired or bored of hearing my voice podcast after podcast and I do not blame you. I do myself get tired of my own voice. So it's really great that we have started to integrate some guests. So yes, if you have suggestions, if you have recommendation, if you'd like us to try to invite someone, maybe be in conversation with someone, let us know. Again, at work at restreflections.co.uk or contact at restreflections.co.uk co.uk and we shall try to get some of the voices that you would like us to engage with. So that is exciting. I'm really excited. I hope you are too. Now for today's episode, I thought really hard and I wondered what to muse on. But because I have shared a few months ago when Living While Black came out and we did some thinking, some reflection, thinking about the content of the book, the journey to the book, the learning from the book, the significance of the book, if only for me. I thought that I needed to share something a little bit more personal. There's always some intersection with the professional anyway. So there's always going to be some intersection with inequality, injustice and oppression at work. But I thought it was important to share that. And so what I want to share with you is the start of a new chapter, a new journey. I have started a PhD and I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. So number one, a PhD. Why a PhD? Some of you might rightly ask. It's not as though I've had the easiest journey through academia and it's not as though I haven't engaged in doctoral studies before and it's not as though I haven't written amply about the violence that I have experienced 
within psychology in particular. And so I think it'd be right for you to say, why the hell would you do this again? I hear you. <laughs> please, please bear with me. So I'm going to give you a few reasons as to why I think a PhD is important for me at this point of my development and this part of my scholarship. As you know, I have been writing, I have been training, I've been engaging with issues of inequality, injustice and oppression for a while now, at least a decade, probably more like two, to be frankly honest. And in particular, I've been thinking about issues of racial injustice, racial justice, liberation from injustice, from oppression. And so really around what it looks like to resist structures of power, what it looks like to resist essentially violence, right? Structural harm and structural violence. And so Living While Black was centered around that, what resistance might be about. And so I do think that for me as a Black woman, being able to pursue what I want to pursue scholarly, my thinking is also an act of resistance, particularly with the history that I have within higher education institution, worldwide institution in particular. But given that history and the fact that I feel that my thinking has been interrupted in a way that was quite unfair, it's important that I continue where I left off. And so the PhD is a continuation of my research on racial trauma. And I'll tell you a bit more about the PhD in a moment. And so, yes, number one, to resist, right, Number one to resist when our thinking is attacked, when our linking is attacked, as Beyond might say, well, part of our defiance is to continue to think, is to continue to make those links that disrupt so many. And so I hope the PhD is that opportunity to continue to think. Number two, in relation to the work that First Reflection does, one thing that I'm very clear that I wish to achieve for First Reflection is that as an institution, as an organization, as a social enterprise, we continue to sit at the forefront of all thinking, of all doing, of all practice that is related to disrupting whiteness, to disrupting structures of power and to thinking about how inequality get reproduced within institution, within organization, but most specifically, what is it that we can do about it? What it is that we can do to essentially ensure that uh, bodies that are black and brown and bodies that are marginalized fare better, experience societies differently. That is at the center of what risk reflection does. And I do think that in order to push our knowledge, our practice, and to continue to make some of the claim that we make in relation to where we sit within the so-called diversity and inclusion industrial complex, and I'm clear that we sit somewhat outside of it, then we need to continue to push the thinking. And so I'm hoping the PhD is going to give me that 
opportunity. And then finally, finally, I guess it's just about my own growth and wanting to pursue and to research issues that I'm just simply passionate about, right? How do we disrupt? How do we destabilize? How do we challenge whiteness, racism in all their manifestation? So really, it's a culmination of all of those wishes as to why I think now nah, it's the right time for me to be doing this PhD, this research. Now, what is the PhD about and how am I going to make it work? For those of you who might be interested, the PhD and in the interest of transparency, I need to say that I am registered for an MPhil because most institutions before people's research proposal and essentially ambitious, empirical ambitions are sign off, they do need to prove themselves. And so that is the reason why people are generally registered on MPhil and then subject to, you know, appropriate exam, appropriate progress, essentially uh, moved on to the PhD for the remainder of their studies. And so there is an upgrade process for most university, of course, Burbeck, where I'm doing my research and where I'm hoping to complete the PhD is no different. And so the PhD is at Burbeck, as I said, and it is within the Department of Psychosocial Studies and Psychosocial Studies for those who don't know, in a sense, is a field of knowledge, production, a theoretical engagement and empirical practice that is concerned with all the intersection of the psyche and of society or subjectivities and social structures. I mean, there's various ways to say that, but essentially this is what psychosocial studies is all about. Now, I didn't know that there was such a thing as psychosocial studies. Uh, so some of you might be surprised, but actually as a field, as a discipline, if we agree that it is a discipline and that is subject to much debate, a scholarly debate, but if we agree that it is a unitary or united scholarly field or discipline, then I didn't know that it was in existence. But I found out fairly recently that, in fact, I've always been engaged in psychosocial thinking. I didn't know that it had a name. Um, and I certainly didn't know that there were other people thinking more or less in the way that I think when it comes to those intersections between the past and the present, the body and the mind, all the kind of entities that get split traditionally within Western thoughts. And so this is the school where I am located and I am being supervised by Professor Stephen Frosch and Professor Joe Winning. And so I'm really excited to start that journey. Something else that I'm excited about is that I got a scholarship and I'm very, very thankful for the scholarship. In fact, I can't say in words how grateful I am for the opportunity to pursue the research that I want to pursue, research that is super important to me as an individual, to the organization that is risk reflection, but I also feel to the clinical field. And so it's so wild to me to be getting money to learn and to do what I am passionate about. I sometimes have to pinch myself that it is really the case. In addition to, of course, being a vote 
of trust and confidence in relation to supporting me and supporting my research and I can't stress how important and also perhaps partly reparative it has been for me to get this scholarship given my history. So I will always feel kind of grateful to Perbeck for that. I think there was definitely an act of repair and, and, and trust that has been built because of the, of the support that I have obtained to the department that the scholarship is one of the programs that exists at Birkbeck and is called Diversity 100. And it's a program that seeks to essentially attract black and brown scholars to do PhD research and people will have the capacity and will have the potential to thrive in academia, invited to apply for the scholarship. Now, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that I would get it. I didn't even know that I would apply, apply for the, for the PhD. And then I was kind of referred to the scholarship. And so I was told how competitive it was and the number of applications that actually academically I wasn't necessarily the strongest person, if I'm honest. You know, I don't have a history of getting first class degree left, right and center, but I got it. And so I'm grateful that I got it. And I was very surprised that I got it. But I guess the university and the department saw sufficient potential in me, in my proposal and in what I'm setting out to do to support me. And so, yes, it means a lot that I've got this scholarship, but it also means that I can take things somewhat slower when it comes to the work of Ref Reflections. Ref Reflection is my baby. It's important that I say that. And so I will not disappear. I am going to stick around, which means that, of course, things are going to be wild, particularly as I work out a routine. But I have committed 35 hours to the PhD. And so we'll be working really hard within Rest Reflection to ensure that the support internally is there to recruit. And we've already started to recruit. I'll tell you more about our director of operation. We started next week. We're still looking for an assistant disruptor and possibly for another admin person. And so it means that I can take a little bit of a backseat when it comes to the everyday operational running of the organization. But I will be around for Strategically. And for those clients that just want me to deliver, there's of course going to be an afflict when it comes to my daily fees. But, you know, I'll make myself available occasionally, particularly to those better established clients. I know it's an unusual podcast, but I did want to share this journey with you. I have no idea how painful, how straightforward, how complicated, how complex, how distressing. I have no idea how things are going to pan out. I do know that I am willing to work quite hard. And, and I know that the work that I do for the PhD is going to support rest reflection. And the work of rest reflection is going to feed into my PhD as well. And so I'm excited for what lies ahead. I'm anxious because, yeah, I'm an anxious head. Some of you who know me will know that I am a neurotic head. But nonetheless, I am also excited at starting a literature review already, doing some reading around the reproduction of injustice. And so, yeah, I can't wait to share all this learning with clients and to design new course around what I am grasping through more formal and more sophisticated research. I 
do want to say one parting note for people who, like me, perhaps have contentious histories within, you know, maybe some social structure or some institution, perhaps even every institution. I don't know. I have overall, I think I've had an okay journey within higher education institutions, given that I've been around for some time. But I do want to say that in particular, my clinical psychology journey has been, as I've written amply about a nightmare, I don't think I could have had a worse possible journey. So when you go through such distressing, destabilizing, disturbing experience, I believe that there's some learning always and, and some, some gift I always say comes in spiky and poison package. I don't regret any of the decisions that I've made, including the decision that I've made that have landed me in trouble because I do believe that sometimes making trouble is important. I do believe in the notion of good trouble. And I do believe that what I've done was good trouble. And and so I can hold my head high for where I am. Absolutely, no doubt. So that is the first thing. But really the second thing, and as more to what I wanted to close on, is that please do not be discouraged. If you have had difficult experience, in academia, if your thinking has been deemed too radical, if your thinking has been even absurd. I mean, it's it's really got to this point where, you know, when we speak, some of us speak, we have been deemed absurd, not making any sense. And I think about those times and it saddens me and it saddens me not because I got those experience necessarily, but because they almost got into me when you start doubting your own capacity and your own potential and your own ideas because of the disturbance that they create. And if you haven't got other spaces and you haven't got other people in your life and if you haven't got the the resilience or maybe you haven't got the stamina to actually say, actually, I believe in what I have to say. I think what I have to say is important. I think that what I have to say matters to some people. And I think that what I have to say can find a home somewhere. Then it's easy really to kind of start to doubt yourself and to internalize all the racist projection around uh, some of the thinking, some of the linking. Some of us might say that you are making between, you know, people, objects, theories, entities, whatever. And so I really want to say to you, talk to you personally, if you've had a rough time to just keep going, I never doubted that what I had to say mattered and what I had to say was important and what I had to say could be understood. And so for so many years in space where I did not belong, in space where I was excluded from repeatedly, I almost got close to actually thinking that I should stop writing, that I should stop talking, that I should stop building, creating concept uh, scholarship around whiteness and around racism. And I'm glad that I didn't. And I'm glad that I now have this formal opportunity recognizing some of the work that I have been doing and my potential to continue to develop it. And so I want to tell you to just keep going. I want to tell you that there are spaces that exist for you, regardless of what you might be going through. 
And so that's what I want to end on. I hope that is a worthwhile podcast for people interested in me, interested in my work, interested in the personal intersection with the professional. And uh, yeah, people interested in what I'm doing next. That is it from me, I guess. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, please take care.